Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to the show that talks about a team that is just really mediocre at baseball. Um, this this is the boys of 161st Street. <laughs> this is episode 224. Um, the Yankees did win a game thanks to Andrew Benatendi and Snaps. that's basically it. Um, no, a couple of people did, did their jobs. Lou Trevino. DJ LeMayhew. Um, but yeah. This is the show about the Yankees, and they are going to play, or are currently playing while we're recording this on Monday night, are playing the Mets. And lucky for us, tomorrow's game, DeGrom was scratched, so that's fun. Snaps for that. But uh, real good matchup for us tonight. Um, the Sharps are, <laughs> Sharps are on the Yankees. Um, Domingo Herman versus Max Scherzer. This one should end well. That's kind of why we just decided to record this episode before because we can at least talk about the, the fun things that happened at the previous win, which doesn't happen very often. So before we get into all that, Jazz and Alec Manoa being a bitch, how are you guys doing today? No it's Monday, man. What do you say, Murph? I said it's Monday. Oh, That's it. You're such a dad. It is Monday. Like, it's oh, Monday. Monday. We're getting through it. Babe. We're getting through it, brother. Grr, that's Mondays. What just, that's, that's what getting I just heard. Grr, Mondays. <laughs> no, day, no dollar. You're the guy that I walked past when I used to work in an office. So I was just like walking past the uh, the water, the water the cooler. Just be like, hey, how's it going? Living the dream, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a shame yeah. I work from home because that's yeah. right. You would be by. the water cooler here. I'd be, I would be the, yeah. Absolutely. You'd be like Kramer wash, washing your shoes in the water cooler <laughs> over the two days. Well, that, that no, yeah. It's, Anywho, I'm a waste of talent working from home. You are for a lot of reasons. Just <laughs> with a really, a really nice uh, office joke earlier when we got on about your haircut. So that one's just yeah. like I use that one too often. Everyone does. Where it's like yeah, not even, not, but, not yeah. everybody does. Had to be there. He said he got them all cut. He didn't have to be there. It's yeah. fair. <laughs> everybody knows that joke. <laughs> I, yeah. I think most people were able to piece that one together. Nobody was just sitting there like, God, I hope to God they give us the punchline on this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> All right. Um, so where do you want to start? We won a game. That was yeah, cool. We did win a game. Um, that's the only game they won between the last time we recorded and now, if I'm not mistaken. So we can start with the positive. Andrew Benatendi hit a home run. He did. Went pretty far. Um, it did. Lou Trevino had a three or two and a third inning close, which was cool. Looked really sharp. Uh, Nestor legitimately Nestor might be the best pitcher on the team. 
actually. Yeah. Like it's been two years of this now. He has the lowest ERA in the American League over the last two years. So let's pause there for a second because that's that's interesting and that's something that a lot of people haven't been uh really we have no we haven't been talking about Nestor for a while now, and that's just probably in part due to the team being so bad. Um but that graphic showed up at the game last night and it was like he has the best ERA over the course of the last how many innings pitch is it dating back to last year? It's two two season it's two seasons minimum of two hundred innings. Yeah, and that list is Nestor Cortez, Shane McClanahan, Framber Valdez, Alec Manoa, <clears throat> and Shoyo Otani. <laughs> and uh I the thought, other one. I, and I think it's what? The other one, the lowest DRA through twenty one starts. Yankees history. He's oh, fifth. Yeah. David Cohn in ninety seven. Hiroki Kuroda in twenty thirteen. Wow. Uh, Luis Severino in 2018 and then CC 2011 and then Nestor this year. Uh, all within. I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah. was. It's pretty cool. That one came courtesy of Chandler. It is pretty cool. And I I, I feel like, I mean, he just had a, it, it's him having a, a few bad starts. And we were talking about, then, then the conversations kind of sparked up of him turning back into a pumpkin type thing. Cause he was in the Cy Young race before the all-star break, just barely made the all-star team. We we were all saying if he ended up playing for a couple more months or the vote, voting was delayed a month or two, that he probably wouldn't have made an all-star team. And now I think he's settled back in. So where do we stand on him and the... Because I know we've, we've talked about at, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, talked about him being in, in a playoff game. This is operating under the assumption that we do make the playoffs, <laughs> which is not a uh, 100% certainty at this point right now, but... Um, we did win a game, so we're going to operate under that assumption. So where do we slot at, at him being – his role in the just in, in, in the playoffs? Because I, I personally think that he's absolutely slotting himself back into the rotation. Right now he's okay, did, he ever leave, did he ever leave? Well, no. In our conversations, we were talking about him being a jackknife and we can move him around and, yeah. and come out of – be a Swiss Army knife. But I think – I think he has to be your game two starter right now. Because Montas has been fucking awful since he's been here. That's just a fact. I'm not saying that this is the guy he is or getting into that because we talked about that for an hour last episode and the episode before. But he's been fucking bad since he's been here. So he keeps that up. There's no shot you go to him game two unless you're just fucking blind. And then Seve, I mean, who knows if he even comes back. And if he does, how much depth can he give you? How much length can he give you? Those mean the same thing. I was just trying to stall there to get to my next point. But I don't know. I just don't really – I don't see why you wouldn't go to him game two. He's one of the only guys in the rotation that consistently gives you six, seven innings of, you know, zero to one run. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, uh, I think that unless we see something amazing out of Montas over his next few starts and we're super confident in him going into the playoffs, there's no reason why – Nestor shouldn't have the opportunity to start game two. There's just no, there's no other explanation of why you shouldn't do that. This I mean, is my trademark saying depends, but this is also a hard thing to say with a month and a half ish almost left in the season because Sevy's still going to be coming back and Montas, you know, who knows? Garrett Cole is going to be the game one starter as long as he's healthy, pretty much no matter what we know that, but I don't know if we can necessarily call him the two yet, but I well, see no reason that that he's not pitching. Like, that's, no, and I agree because he has a, almost a point lower ERA than Garrett Cole to begin with. But then, you know, you brought why? Why did you bring in Montas? 
you know, I know he's struggling, but if he doesn't figure it out by then, are you really not going to have him throw a game? And then same with October. seven, when he comes back. That's yeah, I don't, I don't think that's. And I think a, good a lot depends. October more, I think egos. You can't. No, I agree. Like, like, oh yeah, we got him to be the two, so he's the two. No, like that just is not how that works, or you lose your job. Well, yeah, look at, look at Hater right now. No, I know. But. And my point, and the reason that I said it depends, it doesn't really depend as much on Nestor because it seems like he's going to keep doing what he's doing. But if all of a sudden Montas regains his previous form and Sevi comes back strong, then then what do you do? And Nestor is the one that can come out of the bullpen. Obviously, he's going to be on the playoff roster. Obviously, he's going to see innings. But he can come out of the bullpen. He's the jackknife that we've been talking about. So his role, I think, depends a lot on – the other two in Montas and Sebi. But like, I don't know, but like it's, I'm having a tough time because I know like we've all, I've been going back and forth about this for a long time, but looking at the stat in front of me right now about the ERA leaders since 2000, since last year with 200 innings pitched, like it's, when do we stop saying that he's just like a pumpkin ready to strike midnight and then just shit the bed and stop being a good pitcher. I'm I'm ready to say that that now. He's actually just a good fucking pitcher, and no, he that, should be starting. That, that's where he's at. He, he's been the most. He's been the most consistent pitcher we've had in the last year. Right. I think. I think two years. American League. Yeah. I think yeah. since he yeah. settled in post. I mean, it just it's hard to look at and gauge it. That's why we were we were talking about that before the All Star break because now he's had two half of a years, one full year, but like in two separate seasons. So you want to see him put it together for a full season pretty much and now to this point since he settled in post those few shaky starts he's done that so and then that graphic just drives it all home but it's it's tough it was it was tough for him because the full season's worth of work was broken up over, over multiple seasons so people had enough time over the off season to have their doubts and can he do it again and now you get into the new season and he's doing it again but it is now it's only a small sample size this year it's it's weird so now i think Seeing that graphic of 200 innings pitched is uh, you can't dis- like discount that he's absolutely that pitcher, and I think to your point, Murph, and I know what I know what you actually meant by it, but I, I think you have to ha- absolutely have him as number two, even if Montas ends up pitching a little bit better and being that guy that we got him to be that number two. I think Nestor Cortez has. I think that's a little bit disrespect if we don't have him as number two, and then have Montas as number three, assuming he pitches a little better because. And and I, I use the Josh Hader example as a little bit of a of a comparison, but and we know that Josh Hader is probably going to end up being the closer on the the Padres. But for the time being, right now, for those that don't know, Josh Hader was demoted, not demoted, but he's getting a little bit of a break for being the closer on the Padres, and that's who they just he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He didn't allow a run for a year plus, dating back to last year. So it's just interesting to be seeing that other side of the coin on a much better player in Josh Hader than Frankie Montas and how they're treating that situation over there. So nothing's guaranteed based on the price tag you trade for in terms of how you're going to be used in the playoffs. And, you know, that's to say the Padres will make the playoffs. Same with us. But I'm just saying when we get to that point, Nestor Cortez absolutely has the, has the, I'll, I'll use the word pedigree that I use a lot because he's, he's earned that now. He is that pitcher. And I think that he deserves it over Montas. Yeah. I mean, like, we can say that now. That's what I'm saying. Right, but yeah, there's only the, there's Montas only like four more starts be. each. There's like a month left, which means there's like four more starts each. And I I don't know if four more starts is going to swing my vote considering you've got 200 innings pitched of, of Nestor Cortez and you don't know what Montas can do in the Bronx. So like now Montas has had 
three starts. One of them was in the Bronx. He got shelled. Two of the three has been bad. One was all right. And then the remaining four, you still don't have a big sample size of what he can do in the Bronx and on the big stage because he's probably he's never pitched in the playoffs before. So Nestor has so, a little bit, but that's what I'm saying is like even if they both stay pretty even from here on out, I, I still would give the the nod to Nestor. And even if it's a little bit, I don't know. It's it's interesting. The four starts say pass, a lot though because no, sorry, but look, to pass what Nestor's done for two years, Montas would have to go on the best four start stretch of his yeah, career. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't yeah, need yeah. to, but a month ago, and you're saying that this isn't enough time for anything to change before the end of the season. But a month ago, it was the All Star break, and we were saying that Nestor was sneaking into barely being an All Star because he was all of a sudden giving up runs. And then here we are a month later, and you're saying he's been our most consistent pitcher for two years, and he should be the bona fide two. So the point is that a lot changes in how we feel two weeks prior to the end of the season. And all I'm saying is I'm not ready to call him the bona fide two right away. If everything either. continues as it is, yes, sure. But that's a big if. You I'm don't just know. saying if, I I think it's it's not, less of well, it's less of the it's it's less of the the Nestor thing. It's more of my lack of faith and the shakiness of Montas and what he can do on a big stage. And in I'll that sense, it's good to if, have Nestor. Right. But if Nestor is not your number two, that's more of a problem. That means that he's faltering, not necessarily that Montas is dominating. Because what is, like we've talked about, Nestor deserves to be that number two pretty much anyway. So that would mean that Nestor is just dying off completely and Montas is having either normal starts, you know, giving you six innings, two, three runs, which Nestor does already, or that Montas is on the best stretch of his career, which doubt it in four games in a new environment so if i think that says more about the state of the team if you have to have montas running out their game too i think that could be very true that's a problem that could be very true but it's also i in my opinion at least not necessarily true because if you have those four guys at their best strictly because of his versatility nestor is going to be the one that's going to be doing two or three inning starts those long relief appearances when you really need it and just because he's done that and he's had that role where Montas, Sevi, and Cole all don't really have that same versatility. So I think if they're all four at their best, Nestor is the odd man out. So not that that's necessarily going to happen, but I don't think it necessarily means that it's a problem. I, and I agree. I think I know what you're saying, too, on in terms of the versatility is kind of to his his like it's not going to help him in the start in the sense of like who is going to be the first out because out of the. In the two spot because Montas doesn't have that versatility, so it's either use him or lose him type thing. So it, he can't come out of the bullpen, or or we don't know that he can, and it, it's kind of like he's just a one trick pony, and, and Nestor has the luxury of coming out of the pen. So even if the, even if all else equal, I think even if they're both pitching well, I can see that side now as even though Nestor should be the two, he might not be. Also, a huge if to say that Montas is going to be doing well. Yeah, I mean, Damon, I, I you had think- some. I was going to say, like, just the starting rotation is, it's like, it's an unfortunate thing right now, but it's also like really related to the how the bullpen is shaping out when we get into the playoffs. It's like, this is really just going to be who's hot that time. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like we have like a closure by a closer by commission, whoever is going to be available that night, whoever's going to be pitching well, like that's who we're going to be throwing out there. And what did you call it? Closer what? by commission, baby. Whoever gets the biggest. Put that on share. a t-shirt, dude. <laughs> it's closer by committee. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. No, that, that that's a great point, though, because you look at the what Yankees he, what he injury meant to list. Say. 
what I meant to and say. You're, you, the bullpen, the injury list is littered with bullpen arms. Abreu, Britton, Castro, yeah. Efros, Chad Green, darn, Clay darn. Holmes, Michael, or Michael King, sorry. Like that's seven of your quote unquote bullpen arms that are on the IL right now. And if that, the only one that you're missing out of that, I mean, Clay Holmes, yeah, and Michael King, but it's got Efros. So, and Efros, but everybody else, Abreu will not be on that playoff roster. I mean, and I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying, no. I, I don't know. I don't really think the rotations as big of a question mark as people think. They've been doing pretty well for quite some time now. The, starters haven't yeah, really but, gotten but right, outside but right of Montas. now like but right now i'm I talking mean, about this whole year like they've know, had some saying, rough patches but the starting rotation as a whole has been good that's not my issue with this team and that's not what's going to be the difference the, in the, october i don't think it's going to be the inability to hit pitching not just good pitching but pitching in fucking general we haven't been able to hit five era back of the rotation guys right now i think the, well, yeah i, I mean think that's, the a whole, that's a whole different conversation set in stone at this point I highly disagree. I mean, the only reason we haven't really seen any change in the rotation is because it's pretty set in stone. Like, there's not much really you can do with the rotation. You throw a guy out there and he pitches. <clears throat> it's like, it is a very rare situation where you skip a person's start. You can move around people in the bullpen whenever you want because they're, if they're not pitching well, it's a lot easier to make that switch. So, when, you, when the playoff comes out, you can do a lot more, you know, different kind of orientations of who's pitching and when. Just basically, there's so much more rest. So we have we haven't really had the opportunity to really change around the bullpen because we haven't had like a rest period like we have seen in the playoffs. So I wouldn't be shocked if there's some moves that are made when people are starting that we'd be pretty shocked if come playoff time. Like I don't think it's unfortunate to run it back when when we go to our first series, second series in the playoffs that we're just gonna run it back like we've been playing every single series this year so far. I think there's going to be some big changes. Yeah, that's a good like point. What? what do you what? change in the, like, what are, like, what, what big, I just don't foresee any big back? changes. I'm, that Stanton doesn't pitch. We're talking about, oh, I, mean, I thought you meant just changes in like, general. I, I, I could, I could see a world where legit Clark Schmidt starts a game because he's pitching well and fucking Danilo Herman can't throw a strike. And, um, I hate but that, that would mean know. you have five, five games in a row actually that's a good point and i didn't even mean to agree with you on this but i read the playoff format the other day now if there's a game seven there's not an off day in between i think of the alcs so i think like theoretically if we played the astros and game six it was three three you fly immediately to new york that night and you play the next night in new york so that could be a factor in you know using the entire uh, both or not both and the entire starting rotation so if that's the case then yes maybe maybe damon you're right on that but i don't think in a short series i think your one two three is pretty much set in stone at this point but if yeah, you get into a deeper I, series then maybe that that's what i mean one two three yeah i mean it, there's not too much there i, th- I think it should be cole Nestor Montas, and then you get into a, a longer series, and it starts to make some questions. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I just I'm not going to be going into the series thinking, oh, I'm 100 percent confident who's starting each game. I think there's going to be some moves made that or that might surprise us. That's all. I'm, I'll leave it at that. I think there's one thing just to kind of pivot here because we kind of been on the Frankie Montas soapbox for a while. The other acquisition at the deadline that people have been really hard on, Andrew Benatendi, I think it's about time to stop. Like He's been so fucking good for this team. And I know that 
his stats aren't the best thing in the world, but the dude got off to like a one for 20 start. And since then he's hitting like 270, which I know isn't the highest thing in the world, but as a Yankee, he's hitting like 270. He's got a WRC plus in the 130, 140 range. He hit that big home run. He just tagged up from third on a yeah, shallow fly would, ball to center field. It's stuff like that that we didn't have before. You have I'm IKF glad you mentioned who's fast. That. You have IKF who's fast, but outside of that, like you have to get on base and get to third to be able to do <laughs> these things, which I'm not shitting on IKF, but that's just the bottom line is Andrew Bentini's better at everything. He's faster. He's a better base runner. He's making a difference night in and night out on the base pass, and that's something we've missed a lot and for fucking years now. Like who yeah. in recent memory sticks out as somebody that's a legitimate threat every time they're on the base paths? Andrew Benatendi is that guy. Yeah. I'm really glad you just mentioned that because that tagging up from third, specifically that just happened literally a second ago, he is the only guy that can actually be safe on that on our active roster, except maybe four. I guess he's pretty fast, but that oh, that's, that's against Scherzer. Yeah, exactly. And you slide like that, you run like that, you get a jump like that, you're safe, and you're against Scherzer where you have to try to scrape anything you can across. And Dude, I, I even yeah. think I even think that, that first third that he had before that was more impressive. Then you, there you go. Like yep. uh fucking Rizzo has a bloop single over the shortstop's head that just got over his head, and before that ball dropped. Ben Intendi was already halfway to third base. Like so no bad. one else on this team can read a ball like that and get to third base. And that changes the entire inning and probably change the rest of the game. You want to talk about right in the ship. It starts right there with those kind of plays yeah. and these kind of games against Scherzer. Obviously you pick up a win or two against the Mets. It's going to do a lot of things for your morale. And that's how you're going to beat that good of a team. Dude, that, that just, that just makes Scherzer throw more pitches. And that, that's like the name of the game. When you face a guy like Scherzer, DeGrom, these guys are elite they're fucking lights out the key to the game is making them fucking throw pitches all game and get them out early get them on get them early and often yeah you have a legitimate two to three inning window to win these games theoretically that's but that's what you're going in for you want to scrape maybe one or two across scherzer to grom if you, obviously you want as many as possible but that's just not realistic and then you have to get those middle of the bullpen guys because then you go to edwin diaz who's fucking automatic so yeah uh, getting these runs now getting one getting two off of scherzer those those aren't things you do with the way the offense has been recently and you know to your point you gotta scrap and claw and do whatever you gotta do having been attendee as that guy i don't care that he you know isn't hitting 500 with a bunch of home runs he's doing all the little things right and all the little mistakes which i wouldn't even consider serious mistakes are just being exacerbated because the team's so fucking bad right now but if i can tell you this if benintendi wasn't playing the way he was there's a legitimate chance we could have lost another game or two in the last few weeks he's made some real actual game-changing plays he's made diving plays in left field he's like right there he'd had another one of those tag ups that was kind of shallow against the red Sox that he scored on it's just it's little things like that that he does night in and night out and i don't think he gets enough appreciation for it and you know who else has been doing it oswaldo cabrera there you go he might not have the bat yet but you got it you got i mean the battle show up i think that's the idea but in the field i mean he's been awesome to watch dude i mean come on yeah he's He's gonna end up starting a shortstop in the playoffs i think is what's gonna if not short somewhere yeah I mean, look at him in look at him in right we field. Talked about, we he talked robbed about the home run. right field. Yeah, he robbed the home run in goddamn right field, which I didn't even know he played. I knew he was a utility guy, but I mean, throw that kid basically anywhere. 
He just he has, and this is what you bring him out as a spark. Like this, you want him as a spark, and a play like that, one single play in the outfield, robbing a home run, can not to be dramatic, but that can change the season around because you, you see like all the older guys seeing a young kid come up in his third game playing in the majors and he robs a home run and he shows the energy after that. And it's just like something like that is like, Hey, if he could do that, then we could, we can all rally around that. He's like, he hasn't been around all this like lackluster and like really low morale in the dugout. Like that's the added part of the spark that we were talking about. And we were talking about, you know, before these guys came up, we were like, yeah, is he going to be the spark if he comes up? You know, probably not. Offensively, like all that stuff, is he going to be any different? But at, at the very least, he's as good as IKF when he comes up. But it's the little things like that. If it's like the mental stuff, is like he has been playing well in the minors, and he has a winning mindset coming out of the minors, and he's got walk offs, all this, this, that, and the third, and then does shit like that, and like little things like that can spark a whole team, and and like it's like a domino effect. Little things build off of that, and just his energy in the locker room and his. And just being naive to the shitty play around that has been happening for the last two, three months of the entire Yankees organization. It just, I think he's a real reason why this team is going to start to play well. And I, I, like you said, Chandler, I do think he has a legitimate shot to be playing shortstop in, in the playoffs. And I hope that's the case because that means that he continued to play good and he is going to be that breath of fresh air. I mean, you can literally, he has, every chance to be out there because of the fact that he can play every position like that. So you see him playing, not only playing every position, but robbing home runs in right field is a step above just playing your position. Now that's like, we can slot him out there and we'll be happy about it. It's not like just putting Marwin out in any position. It's throwing him out there and being confident in, in somebody. He I mean, robbed a home like, run at the, <laughs> he robbed a home run at the WB Mason sign and caught one over the third base tarp in the same. Yeah, not a lot of guys can do that. That's Dude, fucking he took the catch. concrete to the mouth. Like how many other people on this team not let, I mean, not only make that catch, but are even willing to sacrifice their body like that. I can guarantee you just about everybody on this roster gives up on that ball and lets it bounce on the tarp and sees the next pitch. Oh, Donaldson would have broke his fucking face. You try to do that. Donaldson wouldn't have even ran over there. Donaldson <laughs> would be sitting there fucking combing his gray mullet at third base, watching that ball fly over his head. Which is yeah, probably I mean, not fair to Donaldson because he's been he's been playing good third base, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he that's not to say he's the most mobile guy, and also he's just very unlikable and not very good at hitting baseballs. Grand slam yeah. aside. Anyway, he's uh he's a thrill to watch. Can I give I can I give a little bit of a uh, little bit of Monday night optimism? I think, and maybe this is naive of me, and maybe this is going to be completely. Uh, I'll, I'll take this right back after tonight. I mean, maybe it's. A little 1-0 confidence in the Yankees right now because they're winning as we're recording this. But I think playing teams like this against crosstown rivals like the Mets, which say what you want about the rivalry as of recently in the past couple of years. But this year, there's a different energy when they play the Mets. Uh, it didn't really work out last time. But I'm just saying, I think playing up to competition, I know we did just play the Blue Jays and didn't really go our way. But I think this series has a little bit of a aura around it that it could it could... They could play up to it, and they could turn it around. Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo told Francisco Lindor to shut the fuck up in the bottom of the first. That's game. what I mean. That's that's <laughs> set the tone. That's what I'm talking about. Like that kind of I energy, just like like fuck baseball, fuck the last couple of months, just like hone in on this specific game. It's like uh, this or the Astros would be that type of matchup to me, and I feel like th- these two have the same feel right nowadays. 
just because of the animosity that's in the game, like you just said, Merv. I think that has the potential to like you that makes you forget about all of the shitty play for the last few months. For us as fans, less so, but for the people on the field, it's like you get lost in the game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he also Cabrera just made a beautiful yeah. play. <laughs> Sorry, Cabrera just made a great play. It's terrible time, radio, so. but it's fine because we're. Right I know, <laughs> but no, it, it's crazy because like it's just he's so much fun to watch, and this is uh this is um I realize he's just play, he's playing second base tonight. This is four posi- fourth position started in six games. It wasn't that's a util- beautiful play. That's the utility it, guy. A little pull for the group. Who's the bigger? I mean, that's a hard. That's a hard bitch. fucking play. That is between hard between Lindor and knock Manoa. it down. Lindor and Manoa. Manoa is more of a bitch. I'd say. I, I think Lindor. Lindor is such Lindor's a big fucking tough guy. It's so annoying too. He's because not supposed to be. He's Mister Smile. I don't think he tries to be. I know, but I, I know it tries to be a tough guy. He's become the biggest douchebag in the fucking world since he went to the Mets. I loved him in Cleveland. I was about to I say don't like the same thing. Now either, but. I liked him a lot. He was like one of my favorite players on Cleveland, just because he was Mister Smiles. Like he just played. Fu- he was play- playing very well. He's electric, and now. I think it's ever since he did that thing where he just started thumbs downing his own fans, just like because they were booing him because he was playing bad. Because for the first time in his life, he's been playing in front of a crowd that fucking cares about the game, not just somewhere in bumfuck Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know, but Manoa plunked Judge and then called out Garrett Cole for not coming to the mound. But Sevy chirped him in the dugout whenever I think it was earlier in the year, and he didn't come out of the dugout. So that was that was a good segue into that conversation too. Bigger fraud than. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, no. I, let's let's unpack that a little bit too, because I think Cole. I think it was less less Cole screaming at Manoa. It was more Cole trying to like fire up the team and just like we're in a rut. Let's get some energy, similar to that of what Boone does when he just get, like kind of forces getting thrown out sometimes. But yeah, I think if Garrett or not Garrett, I think if Aaron Judge didn't tell him to stay back, Garrett Cole would have been on that mound. Aaron yeah. Judge stepped out of like was walking to first took. Took time away from him yelling at Manoa to look back and be like, hey, man, get, get, let's reel it back. If he didn't do that and the respect that they have for each other, you know, between Cole and Judge, I legitimately think Garrett Cole would have been six. There would have been a benches clearing brawl. Unrelated, oh, very much related. Uh, but if if they were to fight one on one, who do you think <laughs> would win? I don't think Cole has, has that kind of. That kind oh, of uh, he that so does you think he'd win? He's good, good in a little. I don't know. I think he who's the Manoa's... first one out of the dugout in any fight? It's Garrett Cole. I think the craziness in like... starting pitchers like that that, that takes the edge. Like, I think him, Scherzer, like Verlander, guys like that, you who think? Are just, like, get that fucking I think Scherzer would murder mentality. Somebody. Scherzer would murder somebody, Scherzer would have fucking kill somebody like easily. That's Not separate. I don't, I don't know if. Cole's got that dog in him. I don't know. You think Cole's, you think are Cole's you kidding a fake, me? Fake, in, in, a fight, in, in a fight? Garrett I don't Cole's know. Did you printed. see him storm out of the dugout? I mean, Manoa's a little bit of a chunkster, so maybe see? he's got some good on him. But like, <laughs> dude, Manoa? Manoa? Don't, don't say Cole's not a fighter. because Dude, he did might you not see be Garrett able to... Cole against the Mets last year? No, I mean in a legitimate fight like, with, with, with a hands. pulled hamstring. With a pulled hamstring, he sprinted 200 fucking feet out of that dugout to go punch Lindor in the fucking face. Like, had know. he not been held back, Garrett Cole may have killed him. Like he was full on out for blood. Maybe I just need to see. Hamstring. Maybe I just need to see some uh, some action. Say what you want about Garrett Cole's pitching as of late, 
but the dude has his teams back all the time. No, and that's not Absolutely. about having his teams back. I think it was more so me giving him respect for having his teams back. I'm just specifically talking about him and how he would fare in the octagon. Like, if we took him and Manoa head-to-head, I don't know. I'm not saying Manoa is this big, bad dude. He's just a fat mess, and he's he got really tired when he, he can't even cover first base without being winded, but I don't know. Dude, he has not... Just wanted to get ever in his career. I know. I just wanted to get a temperature check on uh, on Cole's UFC ability. I think uh, all you have to do is outlast Manoa one (laughs) round, and he's going to need fucking all ninety hits of the inhaler to keep up with Garrett Cole. He probably thought he was so cool by like saying, "Oh, he should walk past the Audi sign." He just he's like he was probably like thinking about that the entire way going to to the seven way. Me at home now. Like, what? I say he's probably thinking about you know getting a free car out of the deal. Like, Question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think this is gonna lead lead into more like a potential brawl next time we play them? I hope so. When is the next time we play them? I think we play them to close it's, out September at some point. Ready. I would like to go to that them, game. Yeah, at the end of end of September. I don't know. End of September seems a little close to the postseason for in, that in Toronto, sort of thing. So. But what do you mean? I feel like that might add to it because of the race for the AL East could be potentially with between us and them. Yeah, but you don't want to risk. You know what? what you don't want to get in a fight right before the postseason. Well, it depends what part of September it is. I mean, yeah, if someone gets. If it's early September, hit, if it's around sure, Labor Day, then I don't think either suspensions think or they're... injuries won't be really thought about. It's just kind of like. The tensions are high for the division, plus the Manoa thing after the fat Cole is apparently crazy. Like you guys can like continue to mention. I feel like I don't know. I think that it might have the the writing might be on the wall for this one. You might you see this again, but you won't see purpose? a fight. I don't think so. Absolutely not. Either. There was there was, was no reason. No. But the entire that game. being said, I think Joe's responded appropriately. I don't think he was out of hand, and they've they've had run-ins with him all year. He hit Judge with a base open. Heat of the moment, Judge gave him like kind of like that. Come on, man! Like, what are you doing? Well, he was like and that too because the first at bat he buzzed him in too. Right, and so while it wasn't intentional, they had every right to. If it was a benches clearing brawl, or if Judge charged the mound, that would have been way over the radar. But I feel like it responded appropriately for a team that's struggling, needed something, yep. and it and it worked. Yeah, I agree. I mean. It's never, it's never a good feeling when you get hit. I mean, you can always like not everything needs to be some like sign of aggression. You can just be, you can be pissed and stare down the guy a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Judge has been playing really well in his Your last thirty-five seconds. Fuck you guys! In his last thirty-five seconds, Damon, are you behind? <laughs> I like I as soon as Murph said that, I I saw him hit it. I just now saw him hit it, but uh. I saw the Brian Hope tweet before. And for those of you listening to this podcast tomorrow, this is when we're reacting to Judd's home run against Scherzer <laughs> on the Monday night game. But it's been fantastic radio, really uh, veteran moves out of us at episode 224. I mean, just, that's, been, uh, that's been just some ironic timing right there. He couldn't plan that. I mean, why would you not want us to be going with the team? It's raw emotions. I would say this is good radio. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at our schedule compared to the Blue Jays' schedule, and we're going to need to win some ball games because they. <laughs> oh, are we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying like 500. We're going to need to play 
good baseball. Like, there's no maintaining this against them if you're just doing that because their schedule's a fucking cakewalk through August, the rest of August and September. And outside of our seven games against Oakland and LA, or six games, I mean, we play Tampa, Minnesota, who's in first or, you know, playing for it, Tampa, Boston, Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, who's no slouch. Like, and then they play for like, Are you guys more worried about the, the Rays or Blue Jays? Cubs. Blue Jays. Blue Jays for sure. But here's one thing I'll say about the schedule is that I kind of don't think it matters for us that much because if when this team if this team comes back and plays in the form that they even if it's not all the way to what they were at the beginning of the year, they're gonna need to beat good teams anyway. And it's not like we're going to pick up games against bad teams and lose to the good teams and sneak into the playoffs. If we're bad, we're going to be bad. And if we're good, we're going to be able to beat anybody. So I kind of don't think it matters all that much what the schedule looks like. It sucks that the Blue Jays have a cakewalk because they could very easily catch fire and ride coast into the postseason on a hot streak. And that would suck if we end up having to face them. But the Yankees aren't good enough to beat bad teams right now, except, you know, things are looking good at this very moment, but, as yeah. of six forty-five on Monday, <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think all it takes, uh, maybe I'm just being prisoner of the moment right now. All, all it could take is a, is a game or a series like this against the Mets. If we sweep the Mets in this series, uh, I mean tonight's the game with Domingo on the mound. I'm not sure who we have going tomorrow, but it's definitely somebody better than Domingo. So I think it's only, Montas. Can only go up from here. If Montas comes out tomorrow and shoves, and we get a, a, that vintage earn your pinstripe start by Montas first time. I mean, I, I just feel like we have a chance. I mean, I don't know. Wait, I, I'm, maybe thing. I'm being overly optimistic, but I, I feel like this this could be a turning point in the season. We mentioned it earlier on that they went with Walker instead of Degrom. Is that like a? Should we be offended by that? <laughs> I thought that's where you're going with that, and I I feel like, like I feel like slightly. Is it the, I why? I just want to well, know. Well, but we're Walker's, throwing Domingo tonight. Activated. Well, Walker's getting activated off the IL. That's why. And they're trying to get you can get DeGrom an extra day of rest and kind of get the rotation back on track. Coming off to, the injury to too. It's yeah. I I well we're throwing I mean, it makes we're throwing sense. Domingo, so it's ours is not it ours is not us being the like, Mets have an off day on Wednesday. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Well, so I think it is. Inten- yeah, they're they're maybe, they're maybe saying slap in the face. They're telling us that we're the little brother this year, is what you're trying I to think say. I'm offe- I think, think I'm offended by that. I'm offended. It'd be very funny if we win this game and they pitch to ground tomorrow. Then then we. Would so that's kind of, that's where <laughs> that's where my thought process started. Was if the Yankees win, do they see? Do they throw to Grom? Because like you can't. Like it's a series in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't the fucking World Series. Like the Mets don't need to beat us <laughs> right now. It's not like their season's on I the think, line if they lose to us. I think no. these two games are more important because that gives you a three-game winning streak against, which God knows the last time we had one of those. We have four wins this whole fucking month. So that gives us a three-game winning streak going into Oakland and the Angels. And you should be able to take care of business out there. So... If we go if we go ahead and run this into a really long winning streak and we and we we make imagine that would be classic this year Yankees like being the best team in the history of baseball for the first few months having a run and, and every time we opened the episode we were like oh they're on pace for this record this record this record the all-time win record like the, all this 
And then they go to become one of the worst teams for a three-month spell. And then on top of that, if they if they cap, this would be the perfect uh, part of... The, like, you could see this in the World Series DVD. Just, like, if they go for, like, a 22-23 game Moneyball-type win streak, <laughs> I just feel like that'd be, that'd be the most yeah. perfect thing in the world. It'd be a very uh, Yankee-esque situation. I don't want to peak. I don't want to peak too early. If we go on that 22 game win streak and then just go back into forgetting how to hit a baseball in October, which I know that's not how that works, but with this team, that's how that works. It's worked like that for five years now, where they just go from incredibly hot to incredibly cold. I think I think I'd like to coast just no. enough to win the division. <laughs> I don't, I don't care so. if we win by one game. <laughs> And then just really hit that stride like last week of September. That's the only thing that's giving me like actual legitimate hope. Uh, Maybe what I was saying before was false hope and prisoner of the moment. But this team has showed it can be the the hottest team in baseball at any given moment and beat any team if they're if they're right. And everybody knows baseball in the playoffs is just about the hot hand. It's like who's playing the best at that moment. And you you might have been joking right there about not peaking too early, but. It's that's legitimate. That's that's what who wins the World Series is who can sustain a a hot streak in a game that's very predominantly just random. It, I mean, the Nationals weren't the best team that year. They had some good pitchers and they ended up just going crazy, winning out of the wild card and win the World Series. So, I mean, shit, the Dodgers won out of the wild card every other year for six years. Yeah. I don't know. Except I, for in October. Hey, as uh, as Cashman likes to say, October's a crapshoot, so you just got to get there. Which that really awesome winning mentality has led to so many World Series in his tenure. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, man, Cashman really also nice. said uh, today. Um, this isn't really a huge surprise, but he did say. Well, he didn't say word for word, but. Um, he said things that might indicate that Brock will not see any play in time this year, which oh, I know I we're all that. kind of, we were all kind of, well, that's not really breaking news at this point, but at least it kind of solidifies unless something terrible happens. He was like, yeah, yeah. the problem is he just plays shortstop. And then I saw, the yeah, quote too, that was like my brother in Christ, like our, uh, <laughs> our shortstop right now is IKF. Like, Wait, yeah. I, so. you broke up for a second. Who's, who would not see playing time? Peraza. Oh. Although, I, I mean, here's the thing. He Cabrera's only played short one time, and Cabrera's been electric since he came up. And I wanted Peraza as much as the next guy, but I'm I guess I'm upset that he's not up, but I'm not upset that Cabrera was first. Yeah, no, Cabrera's yeah. done everything you've asked right, him to do. It was the right move at that moment for sure. And yeah, but at the same time, if they were going to bring him up this year, I think they already would have. Yeah. One else. Yeah, what else? Yeah, what else do you need to see to bring him up? So I'll tell you what, if Glaber keeps playing the way he does, it would not shock me if you see him riding the bench in the playoffs. He's just not putting uh, I don't know about that. He's riding it tonight. Would not shock me. Didn't he go yard yesterday though? He did go yard. Mm, not yesterday. Saturday then? Yeah. He, but he went like yard his, recently. He was like 0 for five with three strikeouts yesterday. He's also yeah. hitting like a buck forty in the last like month and a half. Like he looks really bad right now, and I mean, one home run doesn't just make and up no, for all no. that. So, no, no, no. I, no I I'm just saying it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me one bit. They're already kind of using him as like a rotational piece, but I mean, that, if that you're trying to me. get 
it would not shock me one bit. If you're trying to get Cabrera in there, his, say, say his bat comes around, not even like he's 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 played five fucking games. You know what I mean, though? Say he's hitting well, playing the way he's playing. DJ, obviously, is a playoff starter. Then you have IKF, Donaldson, and Glaber to fill that last hole in the infield. There's... There's a scenario where each of them plays a certain amount and, you know, Glaber's riding the bench for a couple games or Donaldson's riding the bench for a couple games or IKF. Like, none of those three, in my eyes, are bona fide playoff starters, like, through the whole time. I think they're going to all be rotational infielders come playoff time, assuming Cabrera stays up and is playing the way he is and hits a little bit. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's going (laughs) to... I hate to keep saying this, but I feel like it's also going to be one of those things of riding the hot hand come playoff time. Like, I, and I hope that's what they do because I don't, and I don't think they will. I do too. I, I don't, don't think they will either. That's not but how they I operate. hope that. I hope if Cabrera's fucking hitting the seams off the ball, then he's going to be playing every day. And same thing with Glaber. And I hope I cast ride the bench, but or you know that's in a perfect world, but that's not going to happen. And I hope we're just riding the hot hand when that time comes because we have. We have the guys who play positions to make that happen, but you know there you know there's guys in the lineup that will never come out regardless of how well they're how poorly they're playing. So, uh, you know, yeah. broken record kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a reason that Cabrera's at second tonight, and this is as big of a game as any of them. And you know, he's yeah. there. He can play anywhere, but he played second tonight, so that says something. Which I'm sure. Uh, Boone's just gonna say, "Oh yeah, he just need to rest to like get yeah. his mind right." Some like, bullshit or he'll like have that. a phantom like, ten day IL stint coming up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pull of fucking Clay Holmes. Hopefully that one works this time. Yeah, and Peraz makes another I mean, nice play. Another bad radio, nice but thing right there is Clay Holmes will be back Monday. Stanton will be back. What is it? Thursday, Friday, whenever we start in Oakland. So that's enforcements on the way. Stanton coming back is so big. <laughs> I don't care that he's like 0 for 15 with like 14 strikeouts and double no, A right huge, now. it's huge, dude. It's huge. Stanton being back right there behind Judge, giving him protection. Because you can see Judge up there as a little – he's not expecting good pitches. And why would he? Like, you can't fault him for that. But part of the reason that he is, his hitting's dipped in the last couple of weeks is because people don't have to throw to him anymore. Who, yeah. Who's scary around him right now? Nobody. You don't have that protection anymore, and – you know, I'm not making excuses for him. The dude's the American League MVP, and he's looking to get a $350 million contract. Like He should be able to hit, but he's just not seeing pitches to hit right now. And I think that's not necessarily changing his approach, but you know, when you don't see much to hit, you're not really as ready to hit those. And again, I'm not a major league hitting coach, but it's just little things like that that don't show up in the stat sheet necessarily. But that protection, even in Stanton's in a hot or a cold spell, it's huge. It's huge. You can't put a number on that. Yeah. 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 I'm, you're I'm, absolutely right. I'm so excited to talk about uh, Judge's contract when the season's over. I'm oh. not. Fuck that. I'm just. I'm going to be sick. It's just going to be fucking terrible. Oh, well, the Yankees didn't offer him another contract. Like, it's just going to be the worst thing in the world to cover. So it's going to play I'm out exactly be. like DJ, but way more publicity. Yeah. I'm going to be sick that day. Just a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for me. Do you guys have anything else you want to chat about? Uh, Cabrera looks completely effortless playing second base. It's almost like and he's not trying. And third and right field. 
everything. We sound pretty optimistic for the fifth inning because we're going to come back on Thursday and be like, the world's burning. Murph, you want to do a quick IL update before we sign off? Uh, yeah, let me pull up like IL update. Up. The Is full it? update, though. Uh, who else do we care about? Do you mean like the thing that I sent you, just the names, or do you want? Like, yeah, I mean we got we didn't talk about Efros going down and Schmidt coming back up. That is nice. That's probably, not nice. That is like that, the only other big thing that happened, but that that was big. I, I said nice because I was up. watching Cabrera's double play, but that that is um that's bad. hot take. He Efros. he might pitch tonight. Clerk Schmidt, sneaky. That's not a hot take at all. He most definitely. Dude, I just tonight that bullpen's been taxed lately, and you need a lockdown guy. Luckily, you had a lockdown guy in AAA just fucking doing nothing. But Efros being down, yeah. if that's for an extended period of time, that's bad because we need him. The injury list is deep, but Severino, live BP tomorrow, planning to be activated in L.A. on Thursday. So that's huge. Severino? Severino. Really? Expected that's to be activated for possible. Yankees' West Coast trip beginning Thursday. I don't believe that. Luis Severino? That hasn't been Luis 60 days. There's no way. Severino. Yeah, is that mathematically I, possible? I feel like it's not been 60 days yet. Don't know what to tell Let you, but he's throwing live BP, so that quick. makes sense. No, that's all right. I don't believe me. I'm, I'm not. I'm I mean, not the guy I'm had not, a the guy had a blue check. I don't know. I'm not not believing you. I'm. It's my lack of faith in Severino. I'm not even doing it's the been, math in the timeline. I mean, it's been saying. 31 Fuck games off about your lack of faith in Severino. I'm not a fan of Severino. That's just a horrible opinion. Now. Sorry, about yeah, it. you're just objectively wrong. Just doesn't play baseball, so <laughs> he threw a 25 pitch <laughs> bullpen last week. Where does that I show up in the stat sheet? 60 days. You know, you know how much he earned on that bullpen session? Dude, uh, he's throwing these because want... the organization wanted him to. He was I'm... ready to come back two weeks ago. I'm just saying. He was, yeah, he shouldn't have been on the IOL to begin with. Don't get hurt. Dude. Yeah, Talk I mean, here. bad radio, but I... I no, it's... it's not bad radio. That's just bad radio on Luke's part for... Having that awful opinion. It's a bad it, opinion. I, don't, I don't think it's a bad opinion. I think Stan, it's... Stanton is facing Luis Severino and live BP on Tuesday, and they're going to reassess, but they're planning on Thursday. Good. They're both, right, whoever they're wins both that matchup, <laughs> whoever comes whoever, out of that matchup without being hurt is the one who's going to get brought up, and then they're going to get. Yeah. It's just like it's like those are the gladiators. It's like they're going to just like fight to the death right there, and by to the death, I mean like one of them is going to pull a hammy. Yeah, I'm so cool with that. To be honest, it'd be mad fun. They should live stream that. They should, right. they, should, they should live stream that. Well, <laughs> Take prop these... bets on the type of injuries that they'll get. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, this is confusing. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to be better. For, we'll, we'll, we'll do an update next, next episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He won't be back. All right. We'll catch you guys later. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 